We hope you enjoy this message from Church on the Lake by Pastor Mike Cooper. services that you've been to, but for the most part, today our our speaker is someone brand new to you, but he's not new to Liz and I, been a good friend of ours for a long time, and when Liz and I were campus pastors at the Woodlands, Grace Woodlands, uh, we had Juan Carlos uh, come a number of times, and I remember him doing a a Holy Spirit conference, Um, it was so powerful. And it seems like used a different kind of a spirit every, every night to describe and to explain the Holy Spirit's work and ministry. Um, Liz and I have had the privilege of driving him to his hotel and, and driving him back to the church and, and serving him in that way as he was serving us. At Grace South, many of the times I got to introduce him as our leader of the prayer meeting that night where we shared uh, the prayer meeting on those Wednesday nights at at Grace Houston, one of the largest prayer meetings in the country. But his prayer meetings are much bigger as he leads prayer meetings around the world with his ministry. He's a part of Grace International but has his own international ministry through Central and South America, right now headquartered in Buenos Aires, Argentina. He flew here just to be with us from Buenos Aires, Argentina, got in yesterday, and I just believe that God's going to do something very special in our hearts and lives today. Would you please welcome my dear friend, Juan Carlos Mansuich. Uh, Good morning. Still good morning. (laughs) <laughs> I so enjoyed uh, the time uh, in the presence of God with you all this morning. Since the first service, I enjoyed and I appreciate so much the freedom in the house. The freedom, the, the, the really, really. How flexible you are to go where the Spirit leads, you know. Not trying to manipulate the spirit to follow our agenda, but trying to surrender to wherever he is going. And so uh, it's, it's just, uh, I feel, really I feel at home, very identified with the DNA of this, of this house. And of course, it's so easy to be uh, with uh, our pastor, Mike and Liz, and uh, we have been together in so many trenches fighting so many devils and um, bringing the presence of God uh, and now to be here, it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you for putting in jeopardy your pulpit, inviting me. (laughs) Hallelujah. This is what friends does, you know. Just came back, uh, yes, I came back from Argentina, but two weeks ago I was in the Ukraine we're Grace International, uh, we have 56 churches. Since the war broke out there, uh, I've been several times in that country trying to uh, help. Thank you all if you've been part of helping the 
effort that we uh, carry over there. We are feeding 6,000 people a day, a day down there. Uh, every time we go, I go, uh, it's more difficult because things be are deteriorated as the time goes by, you know. The roads that were there, they're not anymore, you know. The, those bridges that we used to cross, they're blown out. So just to get there, you know, I, I drove the first time all the way from the north, from Warsaw, all the way to the south to Nikolai, Odessa, and so I've seen some so many horrible things that we're not prepared to see, and um, but I, 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 and I had some tough experiences down there. But there was one that really got used to, in many ways, to challenge me and to change me. Probably the toughest, and I'm not talking about the dead bodies I see, the destroyed houses, has to do with his presence. I'm a man that I like out of all the, the spiritual disciplines that we can use to walk with the Lord, like reading the Bible, like worshiping and so on. I like prayer the most. And for me, prayer, it's, it's a path. It's a path that I try to walk every day. With no limits, no structures. I just begin in the morning and I might be all day praying as I work with a shovel. And sometimes I need to get aside and be alone. Sometimes I need to be quiet. and Sometimes I'm so busy, but I'm still praying. Because prayer has to do with someone not with something. I would pour out a spirit of prayer. Prayer has to do with someone. Once you're connected to the spirit of prayer, you can do a lot of things and still be in prayer. That's why Paul said, pray without ceasing. You know, because prayer is not just a few words that we say and inform God what the problem is. Because, you know, poor God, he doesn't know it. So... He needs somebody to inform him. No, no, that's not prayer. Prayer has to do with a person. To the place we arrived where he rules. So, and, and one of the things that improves when you go to places like that is your prayer life. Believe me. Especially when the shelling begins and the bombing and all of that. You know, and around you and... And you hear those sirens and alarms, and, and, and even if you ever prayed, you start, you know, doing like this, like, <laughs> okay, you know. Any form of prayer works at that moment. But I, I try to walk my path of, of prayer. And when you give yourself into prayer, we have been provided with crutches or, or canes, you know, uh, or those walking sticks uh, that we all use. The Word of God, uh, worship, faith, uh, fellowship. I mean, it's so easy to get together to pray because when you don't have faith, the person next to you has faith, you know. So I got my, my, my crutches, I got my, 
canes and my handrail that I, I used just to, to walk that path. So when I, I started trying to walk that path in the Ukraine, couldn't find any. In the beginning, I thought I was so tired after driving 19 hours from one place to another. and There was not, you know, that there is a spiritual realm. And that spiritual realm is never empty. It's either filled with one force or another force. And it was such a heaviness that it couldn't pierce through that. For those that know, we know the presence of God, the absence of God is very evident. The absence of God becomes a teacher to you. And um, I tried one day, two days, three days, and, and there was such a horrible experience. So I was pleading with God, what's going on? Is it me? And God clearly spoke to me. And he said, I just removed my presence from this place. And when I removed my presence from a place, lots of things begin to take place. So God began to speak to me about the necessity, how important it is the manifested presence of God in the midst of us. And he brought me to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, very well-known scripture. And he said, talking about Jesus, Hebrews, first, Hebrews number 1, chapter 1, verse 3, Jesus. Being the brightness of the glory of the Father. He is the express image of His person. And He upholds all things by the word of His power. Is He the one when He is manifested, when He is in a place where when we make room for him to be there, to be honored, that upholds things together. Not being for him and the word of his power, his manifestation, he himself speaking, everything will begin to collapse. Everything will begin to disintegrate. Everything will begin to fall apart. Like it happened there in the Ukraine. From one day to another, people have to leave. They just shut down their, their homes, their apartments, with, even with their pets inside, knowing they will die. Those that were at school, they have to stop school. Those that were about to graduate, their house has been destroyed. A society being destroyed. Marriage is being separated because men have to stay to fight. And, and women, mamas with the children have to leave the country. From one day to another. Listen, societies and 
and ideologies, they start entertaining this idea of having countries and societies without Jesus, and they don't know that they're heading to a total disintegration. Because the one who upholds everything, and when I'm saying everything, I mean everything, including you, your body, your health, your, your, your marriage, even in the spiritual realm, this word upholding is the word enerco. That means to bear or carry, to hold, to hold on, to let them drive or be driven, to endure, to uphold. Let's remove Jesus. And I'm not talking like I was talking with my sister here in the front line. I'm not talking about the semantic word like Jesus or Jesus in Spanish or Yeshu in, in Chinese. Uh, I'm talking about the power behind that name. I'm talking about the presence of the one who was before everything and is after everything. And who still is upholding things even when we don't realize it. Lots of people that don't even believe in Jesus are enjoying the presence of Jesus. Really. Even people who fight the name of Jesus, they don't know that they are enjoying that this country and still it's full of Jesus. I mean, you go out there, you can see in their faces. You go to a restaurant and they're, they're nice and... And, 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 and there's an order at the airport, and you go out there, and somebody says, hello, how are you? I mean, you don't find that where he's not. We have a bunch of societies like in the days of uh, uh, in the book of Acts. You don't have to go there in chapter 19. When the Lord said to the disciples, you, you, you stay still here because I have a lot of my people here. They don't know that. That's why it is important church on the lake. That's why it's very important your presence and your belief. And what you do with that which you with, with that with that that you believe in. That's why it is important to get together and proclaim that name. And lift up that name because even when, when people reject it out there, we're building an altar and we are creating an atmosphere in the heavenlies. Like Psalms said, you know, when, when we gather together in harmony, there is a, it's like an ointment that comes out of the head. You know, who is the head? Jesus. And then it runs through the birth of, a, of a Aaron, which speaks about the ministries. And then keeps running through the, through, the, through the garments that speaks of the rest of the body. And at the end, it says, it leaves everlasting life and blessings on the mountains. That speaks about a region, a, region, a real geographical place. But in order to to do, have all of that, we need to get together in harmony. 
You're going to bless your ministers. You're going to bless the body. You're going to bless your city. You're going to bless your region. If you see with me Colossians chapter 1, pretty much the same concept here when Paul writes to the Colossians in chapter 1 verse 15. He said, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. For by him... All things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible or invisible, whether thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And listen, verse 17. And he, I mean Jesus, is before all Things and in him all things consist. It doesn't say some things, all things consist. And that that word consist is the word sinistao in the Greek. That means to set together, to constitute, to place together. To set in the same place. To bring or band together. To stand with or near. To set one with another. To put together by way of composition. Or combination. To teach by combining and comparing, to show, to prove, to establish, to exhibit, to consist. Even the composition of the, of, a, of the minuscule world, of the matter, the composition of your body, the composition of the chemical world, takes place because of him. Remove Jesus from the cosmos. Remove Jesus from the earth. And you will see the pulverization of everything. You will see everything falling apart. You will see your nose going one place. Your ears going one other place. Your body going this place. That's what, that is what happened in creation. I just read to you that he is the firstborn over all creation. You remember Genesis 1. Actually Hebrews 11.3. It says. We believe that by faith. By faith. The world was framed. By the power of God. By the word of God. Uh, in the Spanish it says. It was constituted. Put it together. By the word of God. In the beginning. God created. And you know, the creation started. Something happened. You know what happened. Satan was thrown into this earth and all with his, all his chaos and, and, you know, and all that he represents. And all of a sudden we have darkness, chaos, disorder, things out of place. But God was not stressed. We see the Holy Spirit moving 
dancing, actually, that's the word, incubating over the waters among the darkness, like protecting God's creation, whatever he started to create, like this is my father's project, and he will continue his work no matter what. And in the midst of that moving of the Holy Spirit, we can hear the voice of the Creator. It's, he said, let there be. Just the noise of his voice, believe me, made the whole created, already created earth tremble. Because Isaiah says, because of his voice, the, the, the mountains trembled. So we know when he said, let that was enough. Everything began to move and shake. And then he said, let there be light. And there was light. But how was that possible? Because that was the first day. And the sun was created in the fourth day. Sun, the moon, the stars. So what kind of light was that? Who was the first born of all creation? Who was the one who said, I am the light of the world? In him there was light. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. And he, in him was life, and he was the light of men. Who was the one? Jesus. Jesus was introduced into the creation by the word of the Father. And that's why we have Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. Because in the one who was introduced in that moment, now we have the Father, we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Son, we have the three of them working together. That's why he said, let us make men unto our, our image. I was a group of people, one, two, three. And in him, it's like the father was sticking the hands in Jesus and said, I'm going to get a son from you, put it on there. I'm going to get this garden and I'll put it, put it on there. Everything was created in him. And everything in him consists. You want to see the disintegration of your life? Remove the factor, Jesus. Ignore it. You want, you, do you want to give room to darkness into your life? Darkness into your marriage. Darkness into your children. Darkness into your church. Darkness into your ministry. Darkness into this lake community. Remove the factor called Jesus. Let me read this straight from a... From a article. Stanford University is the site of a, it's a huge big machine. It's called Linear Accelerator. It is a mighty two mile long atom smasher. It is a great lever with which scientists try to pry the, lift up the lead of the secrets of matter. 
and discover what is in that miniature world of the atom. Of course, they found the neutron and then the proton. Linear accelerator scientists have discovered a complexity they never dream of, and they have found particles that they cannot invent enough names for. But one thing they are consistently discovering is that there is some strange force that holds everything together. They do not know what to call it. And they do not know how to identify it. They talk about a kind of a cosmic glue that holds things together. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating that here the word of God, you have that exact kind of terminology used of Jesus. If you want a name for the force that holds the universe together, it's very simple. His name is Jesus that sustains the world, sustains every single thing. And the absence of the manifestation of that name, the power of his name, Give room, gives room to darkness. I used to believe that darkness was just the absence of light. Actually, I, I, I've written several books, and, and, and I've written that in one of my books. And, you know, that's a problem about writing books, that you keep walking with God, and then you realize that you just have written some stupid thing. <laughs> then you need to go back and just re-edit that. And you have to confess how wrong you were. <laughs> so, I remember writing that. Darkness is the absence of the light. But then one day, talking to an astronaut, friend of mine, uh, Gary Gay, I mean, friend of uh, Stu Johnson. Probably you heard him. He comes to Grace International often. He's a brilliant mind. He started talking to me about the, the dark matter. He said, don't ever think that darkness is just the absence of something. There is something that is a dark matter. Even the scientists call it dark matter, which is it's, it's the presence of things they don't know, strange, ugly things in the universe, since they don't know how to call it, they call it dark matter. And I just remember that in the Ukraine because I could almost touch it. Darkness can become real heavy. Could be thick. That you can cut it sometimes with a knife. Well, all that stuff comes when we remove the name of Jesus. This is why it is important church on the lake. This is why God brought you here. This is why God has grounded you in this church. 
because I believe that the glory of the Lord wants to shine on this area and East Texas like never before. I believe, I believe that the potential of a revival, and when I'm talking a revival, believe me, I'm talking about a nation worldwide revival. The potential is in this house. It's, it's in the house. If we will believe and step up to the calling of God, if we will start leaving what's been written and been, has been proclaimed in the scriptures, and we will allow God to move as he wants, if we will remove every limit that we have placed to our walk with God, and let God be God in our life. Let God be God in your marriage. Let God be God in your family. Let God be God in your society. Let God be God in America. Then he will begin to move. People, I know we're living in dark moments and we see that, that the dark cloud coming. But still I believe there is a remnant in America that loves Jesus. That are willing to fight for the light. That are beyond any idiosyncrasies on our, our agendas, political and human agendas. And that are willing to lift up the name of the Lord. Listen, I used to have friends in Kiev. My grandmother was born in Kiev. Friends, there's one friend who had a 3,000 members church. Now it's closed. Even most of everybody in Slavic churches, they're gone. You may say, well, I've seen churches full. Yeah, they're full, with, but with hungry new people. Because we feed them when they come to church. But you go to church, any church, because I visited several of them and, and all these trips. You have somebody with a guitar, maybe full of faith, but the rest they're like, like that. Great opportunity for evangelism. Oh, I've never been so easy to preach about heaven and hell. It's very simple. Probably in every service where I was, the alarm, the bombing alarm and siren sounded. Probably in every one. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. So all you need to do is to say, shh, can you hear that? Okay, is it coming our way? Is there life after dead? You really want to take risks? It's simple. You don't have to go and deep stuff about creation. No, no. You don't have to read any scientist article. It's very simple. Nevertheless, this last time, I could see some of those new, early new believers now lifting up their hands. Because no one will even lift up their hands. Clapping, forget it. It's not part of their culture. And I told John, my partner, John Berkeley, I told John, we're going to see some changes. 
happened yesterday. And I read this morning yesterday that Ukrainians have recovered 3,000 square meters territory. One of you read it. It's in all over the news. The enemy is going back. And you may say, well, because we are just flooding them with weapons. I believe there is a church that's coming back. And the name of Jesus has been lifted up again. And we are entertaining the presence of God. Father, I pray in Jesus' name today. That the reality of Jesus, beyond a religious name, beyond a religious figure, the reality of the power of the words of Jesus will break the darkness over the lives of my brothers and sisters in any area of your life. It's, if it is if it's your health that's going through some darkness, is it your finances, family problem, marriage problems? Maybe it's just your faith, an attack on your faith. You just stop believing. The fire is not there anymore. I speak Jesus. Like when Lazarus was there in the grave, you choose to stay some extra days because you knew you want him dead in order to manifest your resurrection power. But you knew if you would be if you would have been there with him, he would never die because nobody died in your presence. That's why in the cross he was the first one dying. Not being for Jesus dying first, the other two, next right, right and left wouldn't die. And his, nobody died in his presence. There's no room for dead in his presence. So he stayed a few more days until Lazarus was dead. And then he arrived and Martha said, Jesus, if you would be here, Jesus knew that. Almost, almost he, he could respond to her purposely I stayed I really wanted him real dead but now believe Martha I am the resurrection it's not that I have resurrection I am resurrection I am the life remove that stone and then his voice went to the father first gave things and spoke to the death and dark grave and said Lazarus Come out! And the one who was dead, I could imagine all those worms running away and the cockroaches and everything else and the decomposed cells because she said, oh, he stinks. It's been dead for four days. Now I know that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix that decomposition. I'm going to compose it again because I am Jesus. Are you facing dead? Are you facing a sepulcher? Are you facing a grave? Are you, face, are you facing darkness? Speak the name of Jesus. And let the glory 
glory who is the reflection of the image of the Father shine I ask you Lord to shine in America I ask you Lord to lift up an army carriers of your glory bold army that won't be afraid to carry your name and the power of that name wherever we go Lord make my life a vessel of your glory make our church our ministry a place of your resting a dwelling place for your presence bring back your glory Thank you for listening today. May you as a son or daughter of the Father know the true love of Jesus Christ and understand your true identity as a royal member of his family. If you live in Polk, San Jacinto, or Trinity County in Texas, consider joining us live at 8125 U.S. Highway 190 West in Livingston. We have services Sunday at 10 a.m., Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Like us on Facebook, and if you would like to partner with us, check us out online at cotl.live.